This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Bokotov, good morning. How are you? Bokotov, let's start with some good news, hmm. especially for football fans. Israeli international football player Manor Solomon announced yesterday that he has signed to play for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, which is a great achievement on his part. Um, just to uh, remind people, especially the Spurs fans, um, exactly how Manor has come to play for Tottenham. Interestingly, uh, back in 2019, he was playing for Shakhtar Donetsk, which is a Ukrainian team. And then when the Ukrainian war broke out, um, FIFA allowed foreign players to suspend their contracts with the Ukrainian teams and to have a free transfer to another club. And Manor was one of the lucky uh, people who managed to take advantage of that. And he went to Fulham, uh, the London club, Fulham on loan, where he played for the Premiership, uh, for the club in the Premiership. He played 24 games for Fulham. He scored five goals with their, for them, including three goals in consecutive Premier League matches, and he was even nominated as one of the Premier League's players of the month uh, in February um, of this year. Um, and now he's been bought by Spurs, so he's off to play for uh, North London club Tottenham Hotspur. I wish him a lot of good luck, even though I should add I'm not a Spurs fan, mm-hmm. um, but I hope that my Lord does well for Spurs. And uh, let's hear from all the Spurs fans out there what they think about Manuel Solomon signing up for Spurs. Of course, um, Harry Kane, the Spurs star striker, seems to be on his way to Bayern Munich. So it's going to be an interesting time for Spurs. But let's hear from the Spurs fans. Absolutely. 34519 or 0618951019. Right. But what a day yesterday. How do you sum it up? You know, how do you do, do a sweep across the country for us? Mm. Um, there were protests from the morning until the night. Um, almost everybody was involved somehow, whether they were out on the streets. I know of some people who went to three and four different protests yesterday at different locations, turning up um, in one neighborhood in the morning and turning up at the airport in the evening where there was a huge protest um, in order to voice their opposition to the judicial reform process in general, and in particular um, to the bill that has been recently introduced in the Knesset earlier this week, which is, of course, uh, the the bill that will uh, allow the reasonableness standard that is being applied in the courts to be rescinded, to effectively be um, off the table, that the courts will not be able to apply this reasonableness standard. And um, the, the, the whole atmosphere yesterday was a little strange because on the one hand, lots and lots of anti-government protest, anti-judicial reform protests out there, but still a, a, a 
a sense of tension because the police had been advised to be very firm in the way that they were going to police these reform, these protests, to be very firm in not allowing people to disrupt uh, the flow of traffic on the major arteries and highways. And in fact, um, government ministers, uh, especially Isama Benvir coming out, making some very um, uh, uh, quite uh, uh, even uh, extreme statements about how the police will be required to marshal the protesters. Now, I would have thought that on a day like yesterday, which was going to be disrupted anyway, no matter which way mm, things mm. turn out, there was going to be disruption. So allow protesters to have their say. Sometimes you just need to allow people to say what they have to say, even if you might not like what they're saying, you might not like exactly how they're saying it, but just to get it out of the system. And I would have thought that that would have been the most logical approach to allow these protests to go ahead. But, but Ben Vir in particular was very determined and issued strong instructions to the police to not allow the protests to disrupt things, to not allow them to get out of hand, to not allow protesters on the highways, to not allow people to disrupt the airport. Uh, in the end, it was a day of disruption, which is what was planned. And there were protesters on the highway. There were people who were hurt. There were people who were arrested. But overall, I think that the day went um, relatively smoothly. People were allowed to have their say. And there were people, people came out of their homes in their tens and hundreds of thousands. Literally, people came out to have their say um, and to allow their voices to be heard. And as part of this uh, protest, movement. There have been some incredibly creative things that I've seen, placards in particular that I've seen out there. And I just wanted to mention two of them for the listeners just to get an idea. I saw one placard which had a picture of Menachem Begin and next to Begin's picture it had the word Begin or Begin if you like. And then right underneath it it had a picture of uh, Netanyahu and next to Netanyahu's picture it had End. So you've got begin hmm. and oh, end very as, a, very as a kind of uh, uh, a way of, of trying to express things. Um, yesterday at the airport, I saw somebody holding up a placard. Um, I was watching on TV and I saw somebody holding up a placard, which was one of those that you see like taxi drivers holding up at the airport when they're awaiting the arrival of somebody that they don't know. They have a name tag, like, like a name placard that they hold, you've all seen them at the airport. And on the name placard that this guy was holding up, it had the name Ben Nittai. Now, Ben Nittai, for those who don't know it, is Prime Minister Netanyahu's alter ego, the name that he used when he went to MIT and he thought he was going to be moving more, more permanently to the United States. He took on the name Ben Nittai and he used it uh, and even appeared in some quite significant debates uh, under that name, defending the state of Israel and putting the case uh, for the state of Israel while he was a student at, at MIT. And this individual was standing at the airport with Ben Nittai on his placard, which I thought was a great uh, little play on uh, the Prime Minister's history and uh, just to, to make a statement without saying it in so many words. So lots of creativity, lots of opposition voiced, and yet it seems as if, though, at least for now, that the process in the Knesset uh, continues. In other words, I don't think that any of what happened yesterday has had any significant influence on the process in the Knesset. And from here, if 
the government shows that they did not hear the people yesterday, um, then I think we could be in for some more serious mm, kind of conflict mm. because at some point I think the government needs to stand up and say, we've heard your protest. We've heard what's happening out there. We can see tens and hundreds of thousands of people out on the street protesting this. We think we're going to try and amend it to be more consensual, to take a more consensual approach, which is really what the Prime Minister um, promised um, not only the people of Israel, but he has promised various uh, uh, international uh, organizations and people um, when speaking to them, saying that he will introduce judicial reform, but do it on a cons- more consensual basis. At the moment, I have to say, we're not really seeing that. Mm, mm, very, very strange that that is the case. In fact, uh, Howard Saxton sending a whole bunch of photos through. He was at uh, at a number of the rallies yesterday. Uh, we'll be chatting to him. I asked him if he was available. We're going to chat to him just after eight and get his sense of it. He said it was an incredibly positive experience. Unsigned says that if these protests um, were happening here, blocking airports, major highways, uh, etc., I think people will be going straight for the next El Al flight, which is quite interesting because Israeli seem to it, it, it does seem to be uh, look there, there was a fair amount of negativity I saw a terrible photo of of a and, and it was in a way fake news where you saw a photo of a toddler sitting on the road and there's some buses behind and they're saying you know look how irresponsible this is of the protesters but when you found out the story uh, it turned out that those buses were parked and there was no danger and there was no issue so but there definitely was a fair amount of animosity on both sides that seemed to to have have uh, occurred as well yesterday there is a little animosity that is creeping in because the police have been instructed to take a more aggressive approach to the protests. Um, the protesters are trying to do whatever they can to disrupt the normal flow of events. And certainly at the airport yesterday was a classic example where they would have really liked to close the airport down if possible. Now, closing Israel's airport down is a substantial step to take and has a potentially major damaging effect on, on Israel, even if it's for a few hours. So, so, the idea of closing the airport down is is not a great idea, but it is certainly uh, something that would grab the headlines if the airport was closed down due to these protests. So the protesters are trying to get as much headline as possible, mm. and closing the airport and closing the highways and creating major disruption is the way to do it. The police are taking a fairly aggressive approach and using water cannons and using all kinds of means at their disposal in order to make sure that this doesn't happen. And the use of buses and trucks was in was widespread yesterday because we saw like at the um, the entrances and exits to highways where protests were taking place, the police had arranged for buses to be parked right across the road so that protesters couldn't get through onto the highway. Um, and that was um, something that was done by design. So just to put the whole bus story into context, uh, roads were closed in order to allow protesters to be safe in the streets, and numerous roads were closed across Israel. A lot of people stayed home yesterday, to be honest, in order not to get caught up in the protests. And so there is an element of animosity. People feel that the police are being too aggressive. The police are being aggressive at the instigation of the government ministries. The government ministers are showing absolutely no understanding whatsoever for the protests, saying that they need to be dealt with, that this is um, a public 
uh, disorder and it needs to be dealt with as such. But I think that this is a statement of a nation, a coming together of views. Not everybody within the protest movement agrees with everybody else. A lot of people have their own little agendas that they're trying to promote as part of the protest movement. So many different splinter groups within that protest. But people coming out in the street saying, this is a democracy where we are allowed to express ourselves. And one of the classic um, uh, disagreements yesterday was the Attorney General making a statement saying that protesters are allowed to protest at the airport because that is public property. That is not private property, it's public property. And as such, the Attorney General issued a statement yesterday saying that protesters are freely and legally allowed to protest at the airport. The government ministers were less enthusiastic about this process, to say the least, and many of them came out very, very harshly criticizing that point of view and saying, that that's not on and that protesters should not be allowed at the airport and that protesters should be dealt with very, very firmly and even aggressively um, in order to prevent these protests from going on. But um, hopefully Howard will give you more mm, of a view mm. when you talk to him a bit later from on the street. Uh, but I certainly um, saw some things yesterday, which was really nice, convivial coming together of people, feeling the strength, feeling the power of being able to take to the street and express well, it. Well, it's actually interesting because his comment to me when he sent the photos was uh, it was one of his best days ever, festive, uplifting, peaceful, yeah. and inspiring. And, I mean, to hear that is actually incredible, really, if you think the about protest, it. Mm. The protest movement have really tried to do whatever they can to be peaceful about their protest, to express their point of view, to be very, very firm in what they're saying, but to be peaceful. And everybody comes together on the streets week after week after week, and of course yesterday in particular. And, um, you know, whatever Howard has said is, is absolutely the atmosphere that we've seen on the streets. People feeling empowered, legally allowed to take their protest to the street when they can't agree with what the government is doing. And that's what a part of what a democracy is about. Very, very interesting. Um, I don't want to go before we talk about this. An Israeli man has been kidnapped in Ethiopia. Tell us about it. Um, so this is a 79-year-old former Ethiopian Israeli who was apparently visiting the Gondar region in Ethiopia on holiday to, I guess, return back to see members of his family or friends or what, where the place where he came from um, once upon a time. And um, in the process has been kidnapped. We understand that the motive behind this kidnapped, the kidnapping is most likely to be criminal from what we can gather. And in fact, um, these captives demanded that they sent a picture of him tied with his hands tied on his phone, his own phone. They sent a picture on his phone to members of his family showing him tied up and demanding a ransom of half a million Ethiopian bir which is the equivalent of about $9,000. That's what they're demanding right. for his release. So um, uh, the Israeli embassy has become involved in order to try to track down exactly where um, this individual is being held and what uh, his status. Obviously, at 79 years old, there is some concern for his safety. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this is not the first Israeli to be kidnapped this year. We also have the story of the Israeli-Russian researcher Elizabeth Tsukov, who's been kidnapped in Iraq by gunmen from uh, a pro-Iranian uh, Hezbollah mish, uh, militia. Um, and she is a well-known expert on Syrian ISIS and, and the Middle East, and she's being held in Iraq right now. And just to add to the story, 60 Israelis have still been unaccounted for in India uh, in the face of those huge floods 
that India has been suffering. So still 60 people unaccounted for, 60 Israelis mm. who are still mm. not not been tracked down uh, during the course of those floods, which the foreign office, the foreign ministry are also um, trying to find. Um, Not to say that there's anything that's happened to them, but they just haven't managed to make contact with them. So it's quite a lot of work going on right now by the foreign ministry to deal with all of these incidents. And Yossi says, Bokotov, I choose to exercise my right to protest against the Israel report being all about the protest. (laughs) Well, which only proves you can't make anybody happy any of the time, not even some of the people, some of the time. Anthony Rock, thank you as always. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 7.45. That Israel report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова